Hello and welcome to Meet the Education Researcher. This is a podcast from the Faculty of Education at Monash University. And here we talk with researchers in and around the faculty about their current reading, writing and thinking. So welcome to interview number 13 in our regular series of Meet the Education Researcher podcasts. My name is Neil Selwyn and I work in the Faculty of Education, Monash University in Melbourne, Australia. And the aim of these recordings is simple. We're going to spend 15 minutes or so getting to know what researchers in and around the faculty are currently up to. So today I'm joined by Kristen Reimer, a lecturer in the faculty. Good morning, Kristen. Good morning. So the first thing to get established is what areas of interest you're working in. Now, your official byline is educational access, inclusive education and restorative justice. But I mean, what does that actually involve in practice? The, uh, the main thing I focus on is, is restorative justice. And the ideas behind that are really how do we live together in schools? How do we learn together? How are we um, together collectively and individually in order to be, I suppose, sort of our best selves? And where I come to those ideas from is really from sort of two, two paths in my own life. And one was as a restorative justice practitioner. So I started many years ago uh, as a peace and conflict worker. And I worked in the States for a number of years working with juvenile offenders and facilitating meetings with the victims for the crimes that they had committed. And the idea behind restorative justice is really the important thing is not that a law has been broken, if you're in the justice system, but the important thing are the people involved. Mm. And so um, the relationships that have been affected and the individuals that have been affected. And so what we did there was bring together people and really um, try to facilitate conversations where we could figure out from the victim side, you know, what are the needs that have to be met here? From the offender side, how can they be held accountable in an authentic sort of way, rather than just you get this punishment because you did this thing, but what's authentic in the situation, and how can that person also grow and develop, and then also for the community, you know, what needs to happen? Um, for the community to either heal or was there something that was broken within the community. So within the justice system or within society, it's the ideas of how do we kind of in a common sense way just figure out when something happens, what do we do? How do we get through it? So I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff there and there are all really practical issues. So I mean, can I push you on the ideas front and the questions of what Mm. drives your research? What is it you're curious about or angry about or you're concerned with? (laughs) So then looking at that restorative justice ideas in education. So they kind of uh, come into, into schools, but they're pretty radical ideas because they ask us to see the inherent worth of people and really focus on our relationship. And although we are constantly in relationship, we don't often actually focus on that. And Mm, so in mm. schools, we often have more practices and policies that are about um, control and that are about compliance and are about in some ways dehumanizing people. So it seems to me that you've made this switch from the the justice system Mm. to the education system. I mean, you could be doing this work in a criminology department or a social work department. What is it about education as a site? After I worked in the the justice system, um, I actually went and decided to become a teacher. And my very first uh, teaching gig was in Pyongyang, North Korea. And uh, it was there that I absolutely fell in love with teaching, but I also absolutely realized the power of teaching as a radical activity and how in this very contained and constrained environment where I was escorted into the room 
by a minder. Everything was recorded and watched and reported upon. Um, and I was kept as separate as possible from my students. Even within that environment, we formed relationships. Mm. And it was within those relationships that there was this teaching was subversive. It was radical. There was all sorts of stuff happening. And so that got me thinking about the restorative justice ideas and this idea that we are in relationship. And so in schools, we're in relationships that are can be quite mm. potentially radical and subversive. And yet it's within the system that is also very much about controlling and compliance and um, regulation and management. But if you, I mean, you went to North Korea to realize that about school. Yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> so I was going to ask you, actually, how do these kind of, as you called them, radical ideas mm. fit with the very staid, boring world of education and the faculty of education and education research? How receptive are people in education research or even just talking about these issues? Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing that I'm interested in is that tension. Mm. And so here are potentially radical ideas that kind of seem sort of common sense and not radical at all on the surface. And yet, um, so there is that tension there. And it's, it's about kind of exploring that. Like, I think when you get into it and talk with people, like, I love talking with um, teacher education candidates or um, pre-service teachers about these ideas, because we all get them at a human level. Of course, yeah. You know, it's all, it's about how we are with one another. And it's also just the idea of um, people are open to that exploration of like reaching deep to think about the messages that we send with everything that we do as teachers, with whether it's policy or practice or relationship. So the radical aspect of your work is really just thinking about education as a set of relationships and thinking of as people as people. Which yeah, is crazy, I mean, it's isn't so it? simple. Yeah, and yeah, yet, yeah. So complicated. <laughs> and yet it's actually, yeah. And that's the thing, like we, we throw the words around, you know, just in, even in, like in teacher education, well, it's about relationships. Yeah, yeah. So, but what does that mean? And so, because those relationships can also be about control. And they can be about management. And often that's how we talk yeah. about them. But so if, I'm interested, where does theory come into all of this? These sound very kind of important <laughs> mm. issues and practical issues. But I mean, yeah. who or what are you drawing on to make sense of these issues in an academic way? Yeah. And that's that's been a critique of some of the restorative that's, justice work, too, is that it's a very new field. And so there's a lot of practice sort of leading theory. It's interesting because it's a bit of a dialogue then going back and forth. So what are we doing and how do we, how can we ground that? But that said, it is also, there are quite a few philosophical mm. ideas that they are grounded in. So relational theory. So I draw on Jennifer Llewellyn, who's a Canadian researcher in the law field for that. There's lots of restorative justice theorists as well, like Dorothy Vandering, who um, really looks at the idea of justice and pull apart. Yeah, yeah. You know, what does that mean? And looking at primary justice, inherent justice, um, justice as shalom, different ideas there. And also then drawing further back with Buber, um, Ferrari, and as well, even just from schools of thought and theology. And so yeah. there's a number of different faith communities that draw upon, that are connected to these ideas and indigenous communities as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned people like Ferrer. I mean, who are your kind of go-to people, your greatest of all time? Are there any kind of canonical figures that you kind of look towards in terms of theory? I mean, Ferrer would be one of them for yeah, sure. Yeah. And, and Buber too. I love the I and thou and uh, that, that dialogic uh, of our relationships. And what about kind of contemporary theory? Who are you going, mm. who, who's around now that's kind of theory building in this area that you're finding really interesting? Again, it's, I kind of just go to the restorative justice people. So Dorothy Vandering is one of my heroes and she's a Canadian. Um, so what's her take on restorative justice? She comes at through from a critical lens as well. And so the ideas of how do we, within those systems, how do you, how do you enact 
justice. Justice is a verb. So justice as um, as the thing that happens between us rather than simply the noun or that something someone else externally decides is justice. Yeah, yeah. But justice is a is a co-constructed activity. Well, I guess that brings us on to the topic of reading. So, mm. I mean, apart from the classics and some of the kind of cutting edge theory, what are you reading at the moment? I'm actually at the moment, I'm it's a fiction that I'm reading, which is um, Margaret Atwood, who I think is so prescient and just her ideas just get me spiralling. Oh, I mean, The Handmaid's Tale at the moment well, is kind of all over the papers, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And I haven't seen the, the series, but Mad Adam is the one that I'm in right now. And it's just that dystopia that she gets to mm. that that is just so much. She takes like the little things in our society and in our life and just expands them to the extreme. And it's so believable. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. amazing. But that's the fiction stuff that yeah, gets me going. I saw her interviewed once at a literary festival and <laughs> mm. she was the most spiky, difficult person ever in the world to interview. She would be. <laughs> she was t- she, I mean, what she was saying was great, but God. Right. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, that, and that's what you're consuming and that's what you're thinking yeah, about. I'm also interested yeah. in what you're producing. Um, so I mean, what are you writing at the moment? A number of things. So I am um, working on putting my dissertation, my PhD dissertation okay. into a book. So I've just really started to, to work that into. What was the PhD? It was looking at uh, restorative justice in schools and uh, the student perceptions of that. So I was okay. in one school in Scotland and one in, in Canada and really looking, so this idea of we as restorative justice advocates feel that it's a really radical, really transformative sort of idea, but do students actually experience it that way? And what did the students experience? Uh, it was a whole mixture of things. <laughs> <laughs> the one school was much more about social control, mm. and it was about bringing order to the classroom, and the students felt that, and they didn't feel, um, they felt cared for, but they didn't feel trusted, they didn't feel their voice mattered, they didn't feel a whole bunch of things. Whereas the other school... Um, it was much more about social engagement and empowerment, and the students actually really felt that. So as I would well. imagine that the first school was the Scottish one. Would I be right? This is correct. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm always fascinated when they're, they're bringing mindfulness into schools now, meditation, mm. and again, it's all about control and you know, yeah, loses the, yeah. There's something about schools. I mean, where are you going to pitch that book to? Then? IAP actually for the um, educational um, leadership and social justice series is the okay. one that I'm yeah looking at right now. So I mean, how are you? turning a thesis mm. into a book it's not just a case of kind of printing it off and no. sending it to the publishers yeah well that's what I'm working on right now so I'm trying to figure that out I think I mean because it is it's sort of the story of two schools and so it does sort of have a narrative mm. to it in that sense it's the pieces around that that need to be yeah, yeah. thought of you know in terms of what actually sounds good and so how do you sense. find time to do all that how, how, have you got a kind of writing routine I mean where do you do it how do you I am trying my best to do that yeah I had that for a while and then it kind of fell by the wayside but now I'm getting back into it because I realize how crucial. So how have you done it? I want, I want tips. First thing in the morning is when I'm, yeah, that's, that's when I need to do it. Otherwise, everything else just kind of piles in. So you give yourself an hour or two in the yeah, morning. Yeah, I'm trying for an hour or two in the morning yeah, 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 to get yeah. that done. Mm. Um, so, I mean, have you got anything exciting coming up on the horizon that doesn't involve writing 80,000-word books? Are there, I mean, <laughs> right. are there conferences that you go to? Are there proposals that you're putting in? Yeah, What's yeah. Um, so, uh, John Pardy at the faculty and I, were going to France to the ESRIA conference, which is the uh, European Society of Research in Adult Education. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we're presenting on the work that we do with the Monash Access Program. So, we have a paper looking at the pedagogy behind that. And a lot of the pedagogy we use is relational pedagogy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, a lot of circles, which come from the restorative ideas as well. So that would be really interesting, the first time I've gone to, to that conference. Yes. Yeah, so that's one of the things. And um, there's another uh, work that I'm doing right now with a Canadian colleague, which is really interesting for me. It's a kind of a, 
bit of a different thing that we're looking at um, an incident that happened in Canada in a university where restorative justice was used and it was incredibly public. And so we're looking at the online um, public comments that happened at at that time. And we're using a restorative uh, research methodology to actually try to listen to those comments, the negative ones in particular, with curiosity and for understanding with the idea that we often just sort of dismiss those who say something different from us as, yeah, oh, they yeah. just don't, they don't get it, they don't understand it. But if that's the majority, and that's the mainstream understanding, then that's what it becomes. And so we need to understand what people feel restorative justice actually is yeah. mm. in order to have a conversation and enter a dialogue together. And in some ways, that's a really good kind of public site of evidence, isn't it, mm. in terms of gathering data? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you're going below the line. That's really yeah. interesting. So I mean, are you, what are you thinking about in terms of the longer term? I and mean, what's the kind of big five year plan? Have you got any kind of big ideas for world domination or proposals <laughs> or you know another book? Well, what I'd like to get into um, is because I, I did find what I did for my PhD really fascinating because of these two different contexts and really looking at that student experience within the circles of the the regional, the provincial or state, the national sort of politics and culture and and um, different spheres and discourses, I would really love to get into Australian schools and New Zealand schools yeah, yeah. and do a very similar thing. Because Australia was actually um, the very first research ever done on restorative justice in schools was in Australia. Okay, yeah. And that was in the 90s. And there's been very little done since then. In Australia? So in Australia. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of become a huge thing in other places, and it still is happening here yeah, in practice. Yeah. It's just that the research isn't really being done. And so I would love to kind of get a sense of looking at an Aussie school and a New, yeah. New Zealand school and just see what the reverberations of culture and politics and and the discourses here have on that student experience. So I guess my final question was going to be about that sort of jumping around the globe type thing. Mm. Um, so, I mean, you're not from Melbourne. <laughs> in fact, you, I, mean, I guess you've come a long way mm. to work at Monash. Now, that all sounds really glamorous on paper. I mean, you're a traveling academic. You're one of these kind of global researchers. But I mean, what's it actually been like in reality in terms mm. of, I mean, what have you found to be the main benefits of looking to work overseas? And I yeah. mean, what, have, what are the difficulties? I'd say the main benefit is just having that outsider perspective where everything is new, where you're walking around and your eyes are sort of wide open and everything is apparent where it's not in your, you know, in the culture that you grow up yeah, yeah, within. Yeah. And so all these things that are just taken for granted by others are just glaring. And so I think that's really helpful. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's really interesting. But on the other side, you don't understand the history behind that yeah. and the nuances of it. And so, so I've been here a year and a half now, and I still feel I'm very much on the, the learning curve yeah, of just yeah. trying to figure out the rhythms and, you know, why this is and why this isn't this way. And, and you don't feel like you have a right to really comment on it either. Right. So to go into an Australian <laughs> school, I would mm-hmm. feel still feel a bit uncomfortable doing it. Yeah. So I haven't quite got that. But yeah, no, I'm, so I mean, mm-hmm. also on practical terms, though, I mean, how yeah. have you found the move? I mean, yeah. putting all your stuff into a box and shipping it over <laughs> again is probably more difficult than it sounds. That's good. The hard part is having grandparents away from a yeah, little yeah. three-year-old. That's a, that's a tough thing. So, I mean, you've been to North Korea, Scotland, mm. you've worked in Australia, you're from mm. Canada. Where are you going to go next? <laughs> well, I think we'll be here for a while, but uh, we'll see. Excellent. Well, thanks ever so much for your time and good luck with it all. Thank you.